everyone and welcome back to the fifth episode of We Talk. I am your co-host Ayushi Chaudhary, the External Affairs Associate for Women in Technology and Business at UT Dallas. And joining us today is Jasmine Kim, a UX researcher at AT&T. And she'll be talking all about UX research, design thinking and personal passions. It is our absolute pleasure to have you join us today, Jasmine. And why don't we get started with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Jasmine. I currently live in Dallas and a UX researcher at AT&T here in the Dallas headquarters. I grew up in various places, including Korea and the U.S., but lived in the Dallas area for the past 10 years, went to SMU for undergrad and Northwestern for grad school. You mentioned that you were a UX researcher. So what drew you to UX and UI and the whole field? So I don't have any interesting story of like, this is my passion for the longest time or anything. I actually got introduced to UI and UX in my grad school. So when I was applying to grad school, I've applied to a lot of places for different reasons. You know, I applied for like urban planning, more in the architecture side. And then I found this program at Northwestern called Engineering Design Innovation. And it was kind of all about hands-on experience, having collaborative teams teamwork, and really focused on that human-centered design. And so I was just more interested in the fact that it's innovative, it's a creative process, and that I get to work with different people. So that kind of drew me into the program. And when I went in there, they taught you all about design thinking, all the way from UX research, design research, to just UX design, even design strategy. So it kind of enters you in this like whole new industry and whole new experience. So as I was doing my grad school, I really fell into it. You know, it might not be for everyone, but for me, like I really just enjoyed learning about it. And it just became my passion as I was learning it in grad school. So after grad school, I was like, you know what, I have to do this. And I became a UX researcher afterwards. That's amazing. So it's always so good to hear when people are sort of exploring things and they find their passion doing that. So will you be able to give us some more information about UX research and what exactly that means? So I'm going to explain it in my own definition because I know that, you know, there's Wikipedia out there. But my terms, UX research is kind of a position. I always say that I'm an advocate for users. So what that means is before anything gets out into the real world regarding products or services, UX researchers are the ones who are really testing that early stages. It could be us discovering what needs to be created, as in like there's a missing opportunity area to help our customers or our users, or there's a product out there, but it's not really doing successfully, or there's something that's causing customers pain. So we're the ones who go in and try to understand what that is and how we can really fix that issue. So we are the ones who are directly talking to customers sometimes, and we're the ones trying to understand, okay, what is it that they're really going through when they're using our products 
or services and how can we really help that so i always say that we're the ones who are testing it early so that the company doesn't lose a lot of money or later on they build something that users don't use so we really are the early testers we work really closely with designers who actually create those prototypes or even development later on so we work with a lot of people ux research is really about testing it validating it also exploring areas where we could really help the company grow so what would you say is one skill that you learned while you were in college that really helps you to this day, like in your day-to-day activities? I'm going to go back to my grad school experience. I think one mm-hmm. skill that my program really helped teach is that collaborative aspect because really the work I do is all about teamwork. I can't do it all by myself and I really appreciate the people around me who could be, you know, researchers or even designers, content strategists, developers, business analysts. So there's going to be a lot of people around you that you work with and I think through grad school all the classes are, you know, team projects. So you mm-hmm. are always constantly working with others and you have to understand that it's not just you owning the work but it's actually your team you have to represent the whole team you have to really help each other out and i think that practice really helped me going into this field feeling that hey like i will be assigned to a team and that team is going to have my back with everything i really try to say we and not i so that every right. time you know when i'm talking to someone outside of our team i am representing our team rather than representing myself so mm-hmm. yeah so basically all of the group projects and group mm-hmm. works and organizations that we're all in college right now currently so they all pay off <laughs> right for sure especially for this job <laughs> right right love that yeah i especially love the part where you mentioned you try to keep the word we in front mm-hmm. instead of the word i because that's just the essence of teamwork exactly and on the other hand so what is one skill that you did not learn in college that you had to learn like on the go or after you started working and maybe would have been helpful if you knew about it earlier for me especially since AT&T is such a large organization and a company itself i think one thing i was facing as i was working there is really that stakeholder management aspect so right. there's going to be a lot of people you would have to persuade to get your work through or you would have to get that buy in and sometimes it is hard when it's a larger company where there's a lot of hierarchy and there's a lot of teams involved with your project and so that's something that i wasn't aware of because that's different everywhere you go so you could go to a small company and that might not be there but when you go to a larger corporate like AT&T then you will feel that sometimes there's just so many teams involved that you have to constantly communicate with help them with the process that you're taking be collaborative and sometimes you have to persuade that your work is you know the right way to go so there's a lot of management of people that you have to do and i think that's something that you just learn by being in a company and so that's really hard to understand or to be exposed to in college but i definitely would say that's something that people will definitely see when they come into the industry 
Right, right. Yeah, that absolutely makes a lot of sense. So I know I personally haven't been exposed to situations where I need to persuade people, maybe for like a project or a presentation that I'm doing, but not on a day-to-day -day basis where you're working with so many teams and you're constantly having to, you know, shoot out ideas, have people agree on it, because in the end, again, it's a team and everybody else's benefit as well. Even though you might love your idea, you might think it's the best thing ever, we need mm -hmm. other people to think so too. Only then we can move ahead. And you mentioned like you work with so many different teams, business analysts and developers mm -hmm. and such a diverse set of people. So how is that process like? For example, you're a UX researcher and you may not have all of the business knowledge that a business mm -hmm. analyst might have. And you may not have the coding knowledge that a developer may have. So what are some hurdles mm -hmm. that might arise in a situation like this? Yeah, I'm not quite sure about like hurdles, but I think what I could tell about just the collaboration aspect with working with different people, especially for UX research, it's something that a lot of people assume that anyone can do. They think it's just talking to customers and, you know, just getting feedback, but really there's a lot of theory and practice to it where we do have to think about how to not be biased with our questions and how to not ask leading questions. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of those practices that I personally learned in grad school that a lot of people that don't know about UX research do assume that it could be easily done and it's an easy job or anyone can do it. So for us, you know, we really have to make sure that our team, at least as a research team, is taking the right steps in the process because we do hire UX researchers that have, you know, that expertise and have that practice in hand. So we try to do that but also we're not trying to completely just guard it and say we own this part rather I try to bring in, you know, developers or content strategists, designers, anyone on the project basically to join me in the research process because it's really important for people to listen in to these sessions that I have with customers to kind of synthesize with me because they're all helping in some ways to synthesize the information together. So I like bringing my teammates in, even though they're not researchers, they can come in, they can listen to the testings or you know, they could help me frame or come up with the questions we need to ask. Ultimately, I'll be the one kind of editing it and creating the final piece, but together we could actually create and do the research together, basically. So I find that really helpful and people really grow that empathetic side when we kind of do the work together. So I try to bring everyone into the research process for sure. Yeah, that's very, very wonderful because I think when you have such a diverse set of people, you can always get like a different perspective or a fresh opinion that maybe you might not have thought of it, but somebody else who's thinking from a different frame of mind, they come up with a different idea. So it's always good to have people bringing in new perspectives all the time. So that's very, very awesome. And you mentioned that you've had a lot of projects in grad school where you had to work with people and teams. So mm -hmm. apart from projects, did you complete any internships while you were still a student? and maybe what were some pieces of advice that you could give to people in college right now to help them get that internship? So I actually did an internship with AT&T when I was in grad school. 
it was for a different team in the El Segundo campus, which is in California, which was amazing for a summer to be there. And I think the advice for getting an internship for me, it was the same process I'm sure that everyone takes of just really trying to apply almost everywhere you can. And that was really the case for me where I applied to, I think, more than 50 for sure. And I heard back from one, which was AT&T. And so when I did my interview with my internship manager, she really asked me questions regarding the classes I took. And because she understood that I don't have any work experience. So it was nice of her to just kind of point on the classes that I took and how that's helped with building my skill set. So I think for people who are looking for internships, it's really important to understand the classes that you've taken and like how that really impacted you or what you really learned from that. And it doesn't have to be like this crazy knowledge or skill set that you've got. You can talk about like, hey, I had this one class and I learned about teamwork. Or you can talk about how it improved your presentation skills, like small things like that, that you can really bring up from your courses really helps the manager really understand who you are and how you work. Maybe you might not know everything, but you do have this eager to learn or like you know how to maybe push yourself or you know how to work independently. So really showing that side will help getting an internship for sure. That's very good to hear because I know when people are inexperienced, they often think that, oh, I don't know how to do this. How will I go interview for this position? I have no idea. I've never been in that situation before. But as students, I think we need to understand that the recruiter and the people interviewing you, they already know that you don't have that experience. They don't expect you to be like a tech whiz or something like that. You just relate whatever you've learned in your class to whatever the person is asking you and we should be good to go. So that's like very sound advice for someone because personally, I've had friends who've been very scared and they're nervous. They don't know. They've been coding and practicing all of those things, but they're obviously not ready for the professional world yet. So I think anybody who hears that will be very happy there's definitely gonna be companies out there who are Mm -hmm. looking for internships but they might ask you the skill set questions or maybe just assume that you have this kind of weird experience of five to ten years whatever but like if the recruiters are like that i can tell you that it's not you guys it's them you know that's the weird. <laughs> if that ever happens to anyone just gonna be recruiters out there that really wants to understand you and sees you as who you are rather than all this like checklist that mm-hmm. they offer you so yeah Right, right. Thank you. That is honestly the best thing one can tell a student. (laughs) And moving forward, so for students who might be interested in UI, UX, but aren't particularly pursuing technology-related majors, do you think they can still go into this industry? Well, especially for UI, UX, I think for sure. The unique part of this industry is that people have various backgrounds. If you ask someone in this field what their background is, there's rarely going to be someone who's like, oh, I've taken the UX, UI track my whole life. No, (laughs) it's fairly new. And the people who come in come from all different backgrounds. Like I've seen human factors, psychology, education, engineering, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering. It doesn't really matter what your background is. And 
And for UX research, it is highly required to have a little bit of some kind of background in it. It could be a graduate degree or it could be a course probably you could take online just to get yourself into it, understanding the foundations. But I do believe that if someone really wants to be in this field, there are so many resources out there that could help you just gain that foundation and to maybe just do even a personal project to, you know, really practice this and to showcase that you can go through the design thinking process and you understand what that is. And, you know, you are an empathetic person to not be biased and all that stuff. I think it could be definitely learned through practice. Right. That is awesome to hear because I know people can sort of close off their minds when they think that, oh, this is a particular field. I don't have the background for it. I cannot go into it. So one last question for you. When you first started out with college, what's one thing you wish somebody had told you that could have benefited you or helped you in whatever way possible? Good question. (laughs) So for people who are in their undergrad, I would definitely say it's okay to not know what you want to do, even when you're reaching your senior year. (laughs) I personally am one of those people who didn't really know anything about my career plan until I went to grad school. So it was very later on because I was a physics and math major back then. And so I knew that I didn't want to become a physicist or doing, you know, data analyst or anything like that. So I was trying to strive for something more. And I felt like I needed to learn a bit about some different industry. And so that's how I got into this Northwestern program. So I do want people to know that your college degree and what you currently do, it doesn't have to be what you end up doing in your life. And there's ways that you could use it, but it doesn't have to define your job title in the end. So I don't want people to be worried or too scared if they feel like I've devoted my four years of college in this, but I still don't know if I want this as my job. And that's okay, because there's other options you can take and to learn more. And that may not be a grad school, it could be doing personal projects, or it could be a side boot camp or anything else that you want to do. But there's going to be ways that you can find that passion. So I highly encourage students not to get too scared. Yeah, honestly, everything you've said has been so reassuring. And so it feels so good to hear that because it's sort of like you're squashing all of my, I would say, worries or something that I'm thinking that, oh, this might not go well. This might go wrong. What will I do? This conversation has just been so lovely in that perspective. So thank you so much for all of that. Of course, of course. I'm happy to share this. Thank you so much for coming to speak with us and all of your wonderful insights. I'm 100% sure anybody who listens to this episode will take something away, something that will benefit them through their college career. So thank you so much. Of course. And also, if anyone wants to talk more about UX research, they could also just hit me up on LinkedIn. Welcome back to the second segment, Campus Talk. I'm your co-host, Ayushi, and joining us today are two extremely talented ladies, Vidhi and Hiba, from UT Dallas's very own UX Club. And today, we're going to be talking all things about UI UX, and I'm very excited to get this conversation started. So, welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hi, thank you so much for having us. 
Of course. So why don't we get started with both of you telling us a little bit about you. Vidhi, would you like to go first? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Vidhi. I am a sophomore studying computer science at UTD, and I'm also enrolled in the Fast Track program. And this year, I'm serving as the president of the UX club at UT Dallas. Awesome. And how about you, Hiba? Hi, my name is Hiba, and I'm also a sophomore, and my major is design and production. I do plan on minoring in CS as well. And for UX club, I'm the social media coordinator. Love that. So both of you have the CS background, but what drew you to UI UX? CS is a very technical oriented field and UI UX has a lot more abilities involved. So what drew you to UI UX? So I can go ahead and get started. Mm -hmm. So the summer before I joined UTD, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was trying to play around and check what resources I had available as a student at UT Dallas. So I came across the LinkedIn learning platform. And on that platform, I was able to find a UX course that gave us an introduction on what UI UX is. And that's kind of what got me interested into the field specifically. And when I joined UTD, I realized there is a club specifically for that. And hence, I applied to be an officer for the club. Awesome. How about you, Hiba? Well, it's actually really interesting for me. I was actually struggling senior year of high school to figure out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to apply. And, you know, I felt kind of boxed in with the options that I felt like I had with the most common things being like just engineering, being a doctor, you know, and my parents obviously had an expectation of me to do well, which I appreciate them for. But I've always been drawn to the creative side of things. But majoring in something like art didn't seem very feasible for me, at least as much as I think that would be so fun. So I started doing a lot of research trying to figure out what would be a perfect balance. And that's kind of when I discovered what UX UI was. It was just through a couple of Google searches. And I discovered that it's a mix of being in the tech field and involving creativity to make other people's experiences better and I really loved that and I found out UTD offered courses for that. That's a very good story and I can understand the pressure that you could have felt from your parents but I think you found like the perfect thing for you involving that technical capability as well as your creativity so I'm very happy for that. Thank you. And for our listeners who may not know so I know this is very often confused what is the difference between UI and UX? People often think that's the same thing is the same concept, but it's often confusing for people. So if you could dumb it down for somebody who has no idea what this is, what would you say for that? Well, I think I would say user experience is about the end user's interaction with a company or a service or a product. It has everything to do with my experience. If I'm a user, being able to complete a task and how easy it is for me to complete a task. If I'm trying to buy a meal through an app, Am I able to find all of the options, all the ingredients, what I want to do? Whereas user interface has more to do with the visual aspect of everything, the buttons I'm using, the pages and the screens I'm seeing. Absolutely. And to kind of add on to the example that Hubba provided, so think about the food ordering app that you might be using. So UI deals with just how clean the design looks, how pretty the app is visually. Whereas the UX deals with how easy is it for any user to go through the process of ordering something through the app. Right. So what I'm understanding is UI is what you design first and you get to UX when people actually start using your design and you see how the things are going, what the problems they might be facing, and then you can sort of alter the UI accordingly so to make it easier for the user. 
Actually, I would say you put UX before you put UI because you build around the UX to get that pretty look afterwards. Right. It's more about if the user doesn't feel comfortable or they can't figure out how to do something in the first place, no matter how pretty something looks, it doesn't matter. Right. So Got I it. would say the order is UX first if we have to pick mm-hmm. an order, but they do go hand in hand. Okay, that makes sense. So moving on. So would you say that somebody who does not have a technical background, would UI UX be a fail for them? Or is it compulsory to have that CS knowledge or coding knowledge? So I personally would say that you do not need to have that technical background because UI UX has a very different skill set that you need, which is not usually something technical. And I guess Haba can add on to this more as well. But I personally believe that having the technical field along with UX skills might be helpful, but you don't necessarily need that technical background. Yeah, this is actually something I've been like struggling with myself where I feel like I'm not prepared enough if I don't have the technical background. But the more I talk to people in the industry, I keep asking this question and they all tell me, oh, you don't need that at all. But they do say it's definitely helpful. If you know the technical background, you're going to be working with a lot of engineers that use that technical background. So it would just help you communicate with them better, help you understand what they're going to be doing. But it's not something you need at all. That makes perfect sense because what I've learned like in other fields, for example, I'm currently a CS major. And if I were to get into the business side of tech, even though I don't have the CS background, the business background right now, but having a little bit of that knowledge, being able to converse with people who may not know CS, but they have that business capability makes it a whole lot easier to communicate. And especially when you're working in a team, you might be the best engineer in the team. But if you cannot communicate that business idea to somebody who does not know what coding is, you will not be able to succeed properly. So that makes perfect sense. So you're both part of the UX club. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about the club, how you got involved and how it has sort of shaped your journey throughout your time at UTD? Yeah, absolutely. I can go ahead and get started. So UX club, for those who don't know, focuses on spreading awareness about user-centered design on campus. We have a lot of informative talks and workshops. We bring in professionals from the industry to talk to our students and also have networking opportunities for our students to be able to meet some UX designers from the field. The way I got involved was the first semester I joined UTD. I attended a few events that UX Club was hosting because, as I mentioned, I got interested in the field the summer before. And after attending a few events, I saw they had an officer position open for a secretary and I applied and joined the club as a secretary. And eventually from there, I shifted to the position of being vice president and now president. And there's a lot that I've learned in this position, specifically within the UX Club. I have grown immensely professionally and personally. I've learned very important skills like public speaking and networking and professionalism that I wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. So I'm so thankful I was able to get this opportunity while at UTD. My experience with UX Club also started back in freshman year because I was looking for any resources I could find related to UX design. And I definitely didn't get involved very quickly like Vivi. I started by just going to events and those actually helped me a lot. There was one workshop that I went to. 
it was an Adobe XD workshop. And that's where I discovered that it was actually free. I didn't even know that, you know, I didn't even think to go and check. So when I went to that, I started playing around with it. And that gave me the opportunity to participate in the UX challenge that UX Club held last year. And that opened another door for me this year. And now I'm participating in a program for designers and business students and engineers to work together. It just opened so many doors for me. I even participating in that challenge, it gave me something to put on my resume. And from there, like I was offered a job on LinkedIn, you know, like it opened so many things for me just by taking that one step and learning a little bit more. And I also got to hear a lot of UX designers speak at the last UX experience conference. You know, it just helped me build a lot of information just attending these events. I would say like my involvement as an officer just started this semester, but I'm already learning so much. And I would say it's also given me a lot of those skills that BD is talking about, being able to network and go out there and do more things. Right. Absolutely. And I think having that community that helps you understand and learn more things, but at the same time also build professionally, that's very, very important, especially when you're like just starting out with college, you're confused, you don't know where to go. And when you have that background and have a support system of people who can guide you through all of those things, that just works out perfectly. And hearing your stories, that is just amazing. So like you mentioned, you learned a lot about professionalism and networking and stuff like that. So have you had any internship experiences? So far, I haven't had the opportunity to intern with companies, but this summer will probably be my first time interning within the software developer intern position. For me, I actually was offered a position as an intern back in March. I remember it was really crazy because it was right in the middle of all of this quarantine thing happening. And I did not expect any opportunity to like come my way during that hectic time. But it was actually through LinkedIn of all places. So I just really do not take LinkedIn for granted anymore. I just had my work on there. I had my resume and my portfolio up there. And someone reached out to me because they were looking for a UX intern. They were looking specifically for a student. And I guess I was a good fit for them. So it's been great. I've learned so much being able to work with, like I said, engineers and seeing how I have to communicate with them, have meetings with them, getting to talk to my boss often, you know, all these stakeholders. And it's really been a great journey. Awesome. That's really cool and great to hear. And Vidhi, best of luck to you for finding that internship. I know it can be very hard, but all the best for that. So you mentioned the UX conference last year that happened. I know that it is going to be happening again real soon. So if you would like to tell our listeners a little bit more about that. So this year we're having an all virtual two-day U experience conference on March 27th and 28th, which is coming up real soon. We're going to have a lot of informative talks, interactive workshops. We're bringing in some of the UX industry stars from the DFW area. It's going to be very, very fun. And of course, we're going to have a lot of raffles and giveaways. So you do not want to miss out on any of that. And if you haven't already registered, you can find the link on any of our social medias or our link tree. Awesome. And I'm excited. I've recently been very interested in UI UX, so I will definitely see you there. And lastly, this is one question I like to end everything with, and that is, what is one piece of advice you wish someone gave you when you first started out with college? I know you're both still sophomores, and even though it's just been two years, whatever you've learned in those two years, if you wish someone had told you when you were in your first semester, what would that be? 
Something that I wish someone told me when I first started college was how fast the time passes by. It just feels like yesterday that I was starting at UTD in person. And now I'm more than halfway through that college experience. So just taking the time to enjoy every day that you're at college, enjoying your classes, even though they might be a struggle, enjoying your time with your friends and making most of that time because it will pass by very quick. And before you know, you'll be graduating. I think the advice I would give myself is not to be so scared. I think I just go into life scared. I just have so much anxiety. And I just wish I could tell myself, take it easy, like enjoy your first semester, enjoy the time, like Vidi said, spend time with your friends, get more involved. I was also, I didn't get involved quickly. You know, it took me some time getting adjusted, but I wish I could tell myself, get involved, learn who you are, you know, join more clubs, have more fun in general. But yeah, I'm figuring it out. That is amazing. That is the perfect advice for anybody because at first, you know, you're scared of just starting that new experience. Everything is new. Everybody is yeah. new. But putting yourself out there, interacting with new people and just having those experiences, that I think that's the best thing one can do, especially early yeah. on. So thank you so much for all the wonderful advice and all the insight that you gave us. And it was amazing hearing from you, your stories, your experiences. And we definitely look forward to more collaboration with Absolutely. you in the Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having us. It's always fun collaborating with Whitby. Thank you.